This is probably the nicest thing you're going to hear about today. It's me, Cindy. It's a hotline of sorts for those who are needing a little dose of lightness, of kindness. Yeah, this hotline offers positive and encouraging messages and advice doled out by a bunch of sage little humans from a small school in California. Here's what you hear when you call. Please listen to the following options for encouraging messages. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press 1. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press 2. If you need a pep talk from kindergartners, press 3. If you need to hear kids laughing with delight, press 4. For encouragement in Spanish, press 5. You pick what you need, and there you go. Press 1, press 2, hear it all, or, like I said, just what you need. It's averaging over 5,000 calls a day. 5,000. If you're interested, the number is 707-998-8410. But I'll put the number in this episode description so you don't have to pause and write it down. They call it Pep Talk. Uh, The name was an accidental misinterpretation of Pep Talk by the six-year-old who was tasked with designing the flyer. The six-year-old is the son of the art teacher who created it and who says it'll be operating till at least the end of the school year, but longer if they can get public funding. I'm thinking Jeff Bezos could pay that phone bill. After all, if he's got the money to blow going into space, he could probably fund this too. Jeff, if you're listening and you want to make the world a better place, support these school kids who are doing something special to support us, will you? Come on, Jeff. Think about what those kids must be learning in school. Wow. I had a school memory this week, triggered during a Zoom call when I got this text from Adele, who was also on the call. It said, nice hat. I texted back, "Uh, I'm not wearing a hat. She texted back, nice cat, and would have added hashtag autocorrect, but she didn't need to because, of course, cat Zoom bombing is almost as common as your mic isn't on or you need to turn your mic on. No matter how serious and mature I always intend on being, while a cat walking across the screen never fails to sprinkle a little comic element into the session. For that matter, so does your mic's not on. The text made me think about one of my favorite fun pastimes in school, which was passing notes. You know, scribbling down snarky observations and reactions to whatever was going on in front of the class. Or even an occasional, oh, that guy's really cute. The response would be, yes, and I think he likes you. And the response to that would be, me? Really? What makes you think that? I don't mean to paint a picture of being stereotypically boy crazy. It was just sometimes a cute guy showed up in the room. Of course, we're no longer passing tiny bits of paper in the midst of a Zoom meeting. No, because now we're living in a high-tech world where we can send a text or a message, or even if you're very, very careful to designate the correct person, over the Zoom chat. Even during a meeting that is totally worthy of my full attention, a side note will just always make the entire event better. And like I said, swapping notes, sometimes side conversations unrelated, sometimes commentary to who or what or how about anyone or anything related to the topic. Swapping notes was sometimes the only fun to be had in school, and it's still fun, almost but not quite to the point of making me nostalgic. Not nostalgic enough to actually go back. My friend Janelle messaged me that with nobody else willing to step up, she's heading our high school reunion and wants to know if I'll help out. And because I know she loves me enough to want me to be honest, even though she probably wishes I loved her enough to be more supportive, even if I don't want to, I tell her no. It's not that I don't love her enough. It's just that I have minus zero interest in seeing whoever would be showing up. I'm sure plenty of people go to a reunion and love seeing all their old friends. But the last and only reunion I did go to had all these people that I either hadn't known in high school. We had a gigantic class of 
hundreds of kids or the ones I didn't like. And the ones I did like passed on showing up. And then there's Janelle and Will Bat and Jill, and we don't need a reunion. High school can be tough. I didn't tell my daughters how tough because I wouldn't have wanted them to approach it with the dread and contempt I felt every day. Nobody had told me what to expect. Would being forewarned about mean girls have helped me prepare? Would knowing most of my teachers would be bored and their classes then would be boring have encouraged me to make allowances? Probably not. When the vice principal told us at freshman orientation that these would be the best years of our life, I was pretty sure that was a flat-out lie. I was 100% correct. So I bided my time exchanging notes before heading to the next class, the backward pass to the desk behind me, the handoff walking down the hall, the delivery chain across the room with Jill or Donna or Janelle written on top so everyone would know who it was meant for. And, oh, man, I just remembered how sometimes you'd be writing about one of those cute guys who'd walked in the room and somebody would open the letter that was supposed to go to Jill or Donna or Janelle. And, oh, was my face red. We didn't have cell phones. Oh, my God. How many times would I have had my phone taken away for texting during class? Even if I said I was taking notes, nobody would have been fooled. You just don't smile and stifle a giggle if you're recording the most important points in a history lesson. And on Zoom, really, it only works if there are enough people on the call that no one is watching you too closely. I think it comes down to a couple of simple rules to follow. If you're texting another attendee, don't have your cell phone where anybody can see you're texting or that it's lighting up with a response. Low profile is always best. And before you enter a private message in the Zoom chat, reconsider. Unless you have 100% of your full attention focused on making absolutely certain that the name you click on to send your jokingly snarky missive is not the last person you would want to see it. There is no undo. And if you want to up your game, fire off something particularly funny and then watch as whoever you sent it to stealthily steals a glimpse at their phone and then reacts, trying to stifle or camouflage or suppress a laugh, and then appears to bow their head in prayer as they shoot back a response. Then you do your best not to laugh for anyone to see. <laughs> Fun, right? I'm especially lucky because unlike school where you gather your friends while you bear everyone else, at least at this point in my life, I pretty much only interact with people I like, which is fabulous. I have a great collection of great friends, some of who overlap and some who don't. And it got me thinking about how, you know how you have a family tree? This is like I have over my life so far created my own personal friend tree. The oldest, dearest, best, like Jill and Lane, are the trunk and larger branches because they're my foundation. And then there are other branches, and sometimes those branches connect to each other, which is the point that I started thinking maybe this isn't a tree. Maybe it's more like a friend web. Spider, not worldwide. All these people I'm in contact with, meet up with, talk on the phone with, text with during Zoom meetings, or just make sure to stay in touch with. It's something curious, interesting, kind of fascinating to see the roots of those relationships and how really, like I said, so many intersect with each other. What started me on this train of thought? Well, I'd been noticing lately how many more texts I get in a day now which not just points to how many people I communicate with a day, but really how many now prefer texting to anything else, which got me thinking first how lucky I am, but also where they all come from, which explains the tree web diagram, whatever, a thing of trying to map out the origins of anyway. However it is I would map them out, I have deep gratitude for the friends I've gathered in my life. Friends are like, well, friends are like nothing else or like everything for a good life. Supporters, counselors, co-conspirators, teammates. And the closer you are, the more they're also like your human safety net. 
that thinking about how many overlap and intersect in different areas of my life, maybe it's because we pull each other in new directions. Come on, look over here. Which kind of also points to another revelation that most of the men and women that I consider part of my life share, if not my perspective on all things in the world, at least share a certain approach, an attitude of acceptance, of appreciation, of wanting to know or do or understand more, and a drive or at least an intention to get the most out of life. You know, let's have fun or let's have more fun, (laughs) which sparked another pretty interesting realization. You see, my brain's been very busy today. It turns out that over the past couple of years and not even consciously, I have effectively weeded out people who, well, who aren't like that, who are stuck or who choose to or are most comfortable being bitter and resentful, hostile, negative, you know, those people. It's not like I didn't try to lift them up or point them to the way out of whatever place they're nestled into. If you see someone suffering, especially if they matter to you, you sort of have a moral obligation to try to help. But I guess I just came to realize that how you live your life is a choice, and if they choose to wrap themselves up in misery, I just have to accept that, while accepting that I don't choose that for my own life. It's kind of sad to give up on somebody. But if you look at it from a point of self-preservation, of self-care, of understanding that your immediate world is colored by the influences that you choose to surround you, then you deserve to ask, do I want to surround myself with unhappiness? My answer, no, I don't. Do I want to surround myself with the kind of person who will lift me up, introduce me to others who want to enjoy whatever time we have here? to do good, to be kind, to send me a funny text during a lull in a Zoom meeting? Yes, I do. Life is all about choice. You think you don't have a choice, but, you know, that's a choice too. It's all up to you. You could also choose to sign up or subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast for more of, well, you know, me, sharing what I'm thinking, watching, reading, feeling, observing, tossing in an occasional revelation or sometimes a whole collection of them, or a phone number to call if you need a little encouragement, making life a little better, and maybe a little more fun. Thanks for listening.